Hey folks, welcome to Tragic Rainbows, where we talk about the rainbow at the end of things we're tragically obsessed with. Are we ready to start? Mm-hmm. Alright, today with me we have um, toasted buns. No. No, buttered toast. Buttered toast. <laughs> what the hell? Sorry, I'm buttered buns. <laughs> yeah, but you keep forgetting this. Okay, so he's buttered toast. Mm-hmm. And he'll be my guest for today. Today we're talking about Mulan. We're talking about things that other people aren't talking about. We all have been around the internet to know, you know, the whole hoo-ha about the, the, you know, the political things around the entire movie, what Disney is actually doing, the area that it was shot at, you know, at yeah. the actresses. Yeah, all that hullabaloo. Yeah. So, we don't want to bring that into our podcast. Today, we'll just be talking about the movie. Of course, there'll be spoilers. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. I don't know if it's worth $30, but I've heard that if you don't want to pay it $30, you just got to wait a couple of mom- uh, a couple of months in December for it to be free. But I know other people who've gone into the... like. Gone off the high seas. Yeah, not, that Captain. Can, not that we condone <laughs> such actions. Sure. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Alright. Um, we'll talk about a couple of points. Uh, right here in front of me, I've got points uh, such as sceneries. The lack of certain characters that we've grown to love. From the animated movie, um, the soundtrack, costumes, the you know the actual flow of the movie, and then we're gonna close it off with our personal opinions. So, do you want to start us off with the sceneries? Now, the scenery. Okay, I'll be absolutely honest. Mm-hmm. Um. When I actually was really big into some of the Chinese history, mm-hmm. which was mainly about the romance of the Three Kingdoms with the Wushu and Wei, mm-hmm. I never actually have seen a community home like that, where Mulan was from. I've never seen a place like that. Okay, I don't know like what... Okay, uh, I'm just not good with histories and stuff like that. I should have done my research. But that kind of like community actually reminds me of... Have you seen Kung Fu Hustle? Of course. Yeah. So, you know, Kung Fu Hustle has that community that everyone lives in. There's the tailor, you know, where the husband and wife landlords mm-hmm. <laughs> live there. And then uh, you have the bread maker. And everyone's just there. And it's your little community. And that's what it kind of reminds me of. Which, okay, me being Asian, I that is what we used to call like a kampong feel, you know, like... Kampong. Huh? Yeah. It's like a village, you know, where everyone lives close together in close proximity. Mm. It's a community, you know. Mm. That's why Singapore is very big on the kampong spirit. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, um, I think 
I think they were trying to make it as realistic as possible because you know the scene where uh what's what's the villain's name? Borihan. Which okay, Borihan is what he's called in the live action movie. In the animation he's what's his name? Uh I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, that yeah. guy with the eagle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the scene where Mulan causes an avalanche and then you were saying like oh uh like I missed the the yeah. fire the fire cannon? Yeah, show some of the Chinese ingenuity. You guys invented gunpowder. <laughs> yeah, so um in this one she actually manipulates the enemy and made them thought that the the imperial army was actually behind them and made them shot like their own this boulder catapult thingy yeah yeah into the icy mountains and then that is what causes the avalanche but like i said they were trying to make it as realistic as possible so it wasn't really snowing snowing cuz i you know the entire scene i'm just like sitting at the edge of my seat and I'm like snow scene snow scene we got to see the snow scene but where are the snow <laughs> but it's like where is the snow exactly yeah it felt like a little bit of a rather planned letdown if you will mm. that's in my opinion honestly yeah but other than that I think it was pretty beautiful the place where they were doing the training and everything because you know you're out in nature in the mountainous area and then um the the part where they have to like carry two pails of water up on a hill and then when Mulan finally reaches that which in the animation it was an arrow at the top of like this really tall pole mm-hmm. but in this movie it was just to get up like the highest point of where they're at and the reward was the the view of the place that they were training at yeah it's it's kind of like the idea of um there's an old uh, old story about uh straw hat borrows arrows no idea what that is yeah it's an old story that um uh, it was in the forbidden city book mhm um the idea is that this man was a renowned weaponsmith. Okay. And he was commissioned to craft 10,000 arrows. Mm-hmm. Basically double the army's qu- uh, number of uh, ammunition. Mm-hmm. They sat there and gave him a week to do so. Okay. They sent pe- person after person over the course of the week. And he didn't even start making a single arrow. Okay. So, until he actually was out on the middle of the ocean. They decided they were going to attack him because he didn't live up to his promise. Mm -hmm. They fired every arrow they had. So he collected the arrows. He collected all the arrows and then fired them back Uh and then said, you now have 10,000 arrows. Right. That's just the schemes of of a lazy person. Yeah. Well, maybe lazy, but it was brilliant. That's true. But you know how... Um, I mean, I always have this at the back of my mind where they say if you want to... Uh, if you want to hire a strategist, you got to hire someone who's lazy because they would find the easiest way to do it. Yes. Yeah. This is true. Yes. 
Okay, so back to Mulan. Um, I think sceneries, that's about it. There's one part where... Okay, they actually um, put in this witch who's actually the eagle of Borihan. I remember the that. Huns. The Huns. The Huns are coming, right? Like mm-hmm. In animation. Yeah. So, okay. So, that witch, she really hated it when somebody calls her a witch. But, she, that's what she is. <laughs> well, so, she turns into the eagle that, you know, who's by, who is by Borihan's side. And she aids him in certain ways. I think, I don't know if she added to the story. I would like to think so. I would like to think that, you know, Disney's trying to make that, you know, female empowerment thingy even stronger with the witch. Mm-hmm. Because later on, she actually sacrifices herself for Mulan. For Mulan to succeed, basically. It's the idea of um, sisterhood. Yeah. So, I like that part. It kind of made me teary-eyed when she gave up her life for her for Mulan so the scene where she first meets the witch the one with the you know like they kind of got lost yeah where they're on the top they're at the mountaintop after uh, Mulan was uh, oh wait no 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 that was later Um, we're actually thinking of the geysers where they're at the steam vents you know. Which part? Uh, that was the first meeting after Mulan gets her ass kicked by the witch. And the witch is saying that she will always lose because she is denying part of herself. Yeah, exactly. No, is that the first time they meet? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because at this point in time, nobody knows that she's undercover as Hua Jin instead of being Hua Mulan. Hua Mulan. Yeah. So when the witch meets her and ask ask her who she is, of course, you know, like she doesn't look like her at that point in time. I mean, people we would know that it looks like her, but Yeah. Yeah. But onlookers from outside, uh probably like, you know, oh, it's just a pretty male. But <laughs> Yeah, an overly effeminate male. Yeah. So it's like, Who are you? And she goes, I'm Hua Jun. And it's like no, you liar. You're not watching. <laughs> so, so, that was the entire scene. But <laughs> that scene, after that, like, when the witch leaves and then the phoenix comes. So, this phoenix is supposedly the replacement for Mushu. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be the family's uh, garden. Ancestral garden. Yeah, ancestral garden. It's a beautiful replacement, I would say. But we miss the comedic touch. Eddie Murphy's comedic touch. Hell yeah. Of I course. Mean, shoot. But like I said again, it's they're trying to make it as realistic as possible. As close to the history as possible. Of course, I don't know whether it's close enough because I'm not good with history once again. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say the closest they got to that in my books is Jet Li kicking ass as usual and Donnie Yen. But that's Speaking of Jet Li, I think it took me like Towards the end of the movie, to find to to realize that the emperor was Jet Li, I don't know if he like gained weight or they actually put no. some prosthetics. He just doesn't look like Jet Li anymore. Like I think the only thing that made him look like Jet Li were his eyes, but that was it. 
Well, yeah, you can't exactly mimic that man's eyes without drawing some kind of conclusion that it's Jet freaking Lee. Yeah, but I'm just saying that he's he wasn't recognizable. I was watching a movie reaction, uh, this guy called Eric, I think his channel is called Eric Reacts on mm-hmm. YouTube. He was watching Mulan, and then at Shout the out. end, yeah, sure, <laughs> shout out to Eric. <laughs> but to, at the end of it, when he was watching the credits and he was like, Jet Li? Where was Jet Li? What? He was in the movie? <laughs> so that was how I felt, because to only towards the end, then you made the point, you were like, the Emperor is Jet Li. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen enough of his movies. He was in Lethal Weapon Four, um, War. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen Jet Li movies growing up, but it's dry, just, right? it's just that in this movie he was so unrecognizable. I don't know if he's been away from this, like the movie screen for too long, that we're not. I'm not recognizing him. I mean, if you didn't recognize him, if you if you if you did recognize him, like, tell yeah. us. Let us know. I no issue there. I mean, I said that. I, I recognize Martial Art Master. The only one I, that I know that was missing, and I didn't see him in the movie at all, which was a bummer, was Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I wonder why they didn't get Jackie Chan. Maybe Jackie Chan didn't want to do it. He's like, Possibly. this is too politically charged. I'm not interested. Uh, he... Without getting into politics, he stepped his foot into politics before. Okay. Not a not a good view for him. Right. Okay. Anyways, so we've already kind of covered sceneries and then um overlapped it with the lack of certain characters like Mushu, like we were saying, Mushu is being replaced by the Phoenix, and then we don't have Cricket. Um, they replace Cricket. You know, during the matchmaking scene, and then there's supposed to be like you know Cricket, the lucky Cricket, that. Yeah. Like strikes disaster during yeah. the matchmaking there was, session. Uh, there yeah. was a spider instead. Yeah, and there. Well, the thing is, cricket was was used by both the spider and a personification of uh, one of the soldiers. Personification? No, one of the soldiers is called cricket. Yeah, that was cricket. As I said, cricket was emphasized in two ways: the spider and, and one of the, the soldiers other. being called cricket. Yep. Yeah. Um, who else are we missing? So leave it to the Chinese to allocate jobs to people that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, uh, Mulan's love interest. Um, Shen. W- yes. He he wasn't the commander because the commander is played Donnie, by Donnie. Donnie and, yeah. yeah. Um, the love interest instead was like her comrade, one of the comrade who was pretty much, um, I'd say at her level of, you know, skills and I would say thinking wise. I mean, she still had her, that entourage, that group of guys that you see in the animated series. I mean, not series, the animated movie. We're just talking about Mulan 1. I've never in my life seen Mulan 2. You've never seen 2 or 3? Oh, there's a 3? I believe there's a 3. <laughs> uh, no, I've only seen the first one. Because to me, that's the only one that comes. Anywho. Mm, I, <laughs> I think the second one was straight to DVD and it took me a few years to even know that it existed. Yeah. 
So, um, with that said, I think they kept, you know, the characters somewhat the same as the animation. You know, oh, I I just wish that the um, matchmaker was funnier. <laughs> I wish she was fatter. I wish she was funnier with the ink goatee that she had in the animation. She was like, Fa Mulan. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rather entertaining. Yeah. And then, like, okay, so that's it with characters. Let's go into soundtrack because I want to talk about my favorite song out of this, out of Mulan is actually Make a Man Out of You. So that's my most favorite, favorite song out of Mulan because during rehearsals uh, for theater back when I was in poly, we would play Disney music and this is one of the songs that would like hype us, like make, makes us feel like, okay, we're going to be ready for the show that's about to happen. So it holds like It holds a, spot. a symbolic spot. Yeah, exactly. Heart. Exactly. So I I'm pretty much, you know, emotionally attached to it that way. I didn't I, I knew going into it that there will not be any singing, but I was hoping that they would still play the song like as a background, as a BGM. Because they did that with reflection. I think they actually did play a small portion of it. Okay, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention I, I, because I didn't notice it at all. And I was just like, come on, this is the part that, you know, they get better at training. And then I want to hear that, that make that a man beat. out of you. Yeah. Yes. I, do, 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 do. Okay. I do not want to. control. I, <laughs> I do not wish to be. If I'm copyright. holding myself back, you can <laughs> refrain from doing such. Damn it. Okay. For my personal perspective, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to hear it I wanted there to be more music I wish singing. that they did that as you know like okay for armies they usually have those march and then they will sing songs yep. I thought they were, they were going to convert it into such you know like using make a man out of you maybe just the chorus or something and make it into like a march song yeah I think that would have been more impactful than just have you know just some china song playing in the background yeah, it it really was annoying. It was down. It was disheartening in my book. It impacted a lot of how I actually thought the movie was. Mm-hmm. Overall, this movie is just. Ah, Wait, it, it's, hold, hold it's your not, opinions to the end. It's not Mulan without the it's the music. The it, the music made the movie. I think a lot of Disney, like Disney prides itself with the music. So if there's no music, then what is it, right? Like I understand it's like a, a live action. Why couldn't they just do it like Beauty and the Beast? Um, remember, you fell asleep during Beauty and the Beast. Because I was so freaking tired. Wasn't that like jet lag? Yeah. I just got to the US and then we decided to watch Beauty and the Beast and I fell asleep. That's not my fault. Yeah. It's jet lag. But, uh, the... but I've seen the movie like twice after that. Yeah. It was not bad. Yeah. And like I said, like they could still have the singing parts in it. Yeah. Without making it 
like you know like I mean, oh it's not going to be history cor- historically correct if there's music uh, come on try taking a come look on at some slaves of the, sing yeah <laughs> they sang they had their song but did we have to go with slaves oh sorry but Damn. i just you know like even the saddest people sing <laughs> usually the saddest people sing but okay just, for, <laughs> just remember that was slaves to saddest people what the hell i'm sorry people <laughs> i'm sorry my Correction, mind she is not she is not <laughs> okay so next we're talking about costumes because i totally 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 love the witch's costumes like she always had this um like a tiara not a tiara it's like what do you call it not a veil it's not even a veil it's like you know if you have that flower wreath around your head but she had it in it would be like spikes and like thorn vines and stuff like that and it changes every time she's on screen and i love that i'm like details people details well yeah you know the entire fantasy trope is spikier you are the more badass you are yeah and you know like i think she first appeared with that like white paint across her eye and then i was telling you that it reminds me of that character from um suicide squad Um, one of the characters in Suicide Squad. Uh, Diablo? No, what? No, a female character. Oh, 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 um, damn it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She talks to the sword. Yes. Wielding the Muramasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and when I saw her, I was like, oh, she is so badass. But later on, she gets so affected with whatever Borihan, like, tells her. You know, like how... She's a dog and shit like that. And, yeah. But that's why she actually, like, switched sides. Mm, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't so into Mulan's outfit. I mean, it was that basic red robe. And then, I don't, okay, I don't know if it's me, but, you know when she reveals herself to be, like, Hua Mulan instead of, like, Hua Jin? It just, like, she just took off the armor. And you were like, who goes into, like, a, a, a war zone without armor? Exactly. So I was just like, yeah, you're right. But then again, I think, I don't remember if the animation actually did that. Like, she took off all her armor. I don't remember her revelation in... I I know she got hurt, and then they found out in the... Uh, yeah, like, but that was after they took the armor off. Yeah. So that means she was still in armor, right? Yeah. When she was holding on to the, like, the cannon and shit like that. Yeah, she was still in armor and she actually was holding her... I don't remember, left or right, I don't remember. But she was holding her abdomen. She got wounded. That's the entire thing. Yeah, but she also saved Shen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she saved she's... saved the entire fucking army. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, I mean, in that aspect, Mulan's wardrobe wasn't the best I think the witch first and then the emperor <laughs> I think he had pretty good skills with the cloth wielding thing that he had at the end when he was almost captured I think he actually cut a few people in half with cloth <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty fear, badass fear my whips Yeah. fear the whips that whipped <laughs> the saddest people <laughs> gee thanks so, okay, so the flow of the movie, I think it's pretty okay. 
it I don't think the pace was too slow or it was too fast or anything because I think we're already familiar with the story. We know what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Like it's just you know a retelling of the, the story, the Mulan story. So I was okay with it. Like at the end of it, I was like, okay, yeah, it it's it's time for it to end, and it wasn't like oh it was quick or like oh that took too long, you know. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, sorry about that, people. Um, when it came down to pacing, um, it was a decent pacing, but parts of the story actually felt, um, disconjointed. Okay, explain yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, what I mean by that is, like, as you could see, these guys going through the training and going through uh, the camaraderie and whatnot, and uh, Mulan actually uh, being able to learn to express herself more, mm-hmm. it felt like a. It felt like that part was actually rushed. I think the camaraderie part, because I, okay, yeah, I kind of have to agree with you there because I feel like they needed to draw out that part more instead of focusing more on Borihan. Yeah. They focused a lot more on Borihan on and what he was actually scheming, he was planning to do, like his takeover of, the imperial palace and stuff like that. I mean, okay, they wanted to do the character development with him there, but. They took out the time that they had in the animation with Mulan, like, you know, building yeah. that bond with her... With her, her friends. Yeah, with her friends. There's that. Um, also, the other thing is... They... They portrayed Bori Khan as a weakling. Did they? Yeah. Because he needed that witch? Yeah, he needed the witch. Well, like, he didn't really need the witch. But, you know, the witch no, was, was like... he was going to get his ass handed to him in a handbag. Alright. It was pretty much a free-for-all on his But, you know, ass. there was that meeting that he held with the rest of them. And then, like... Yeah, he's demeaning the witch throughout the entire time. Yeah, that was one. But, like, you know, he was pretty much the leader. And, yeah, but you know, it, was still, it was still he didn't command all the respect. That's true. I think one of them was like, you know, trying to go against him. Yeah. It's like, they didn't want to ransack the city. All they wanted to ransack was the Emperor's ass. They wanted to kill him. Yeah. And... Well, Borihan had, like, other plans. Yeah. And overall, like, this entire thing, it's like, for as much as they wanted to portray Mulan in a favorable light... Mm-hmm. They kind of shitted on the Mongolians. Or the Hans over here. Mm-hmm. I mean... Genghis Khan was an amazing leader. He was ruthless. I mean, hell, no one even knows where he's buried. Everybody that actually was a part of it, he had killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about being thorough. <laughs> but yeah. And Attila the Hun, his nephew... By far one of the greatest, te- uh, greatest minds of their of their generation. 
absolute beautiful with the psychological warfare. I I I'm just lost with all this war. Talk of war, but and, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the art of war and uh, the book of the five rings. So, we'll wrap it up here with uh, my opinion being that the movie was actually good. It could be better with music and singing. And, I mean, there were a couple of, you know, parts where it was funny, you know, with the friends and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't scream Disney. I think it was a more, like, it's a more, it's a mature take. Yeah. Of it. And I, I don't know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to be, like, going into the political side of it and stuff like that, but I don't know if it had to do with the China investments, you know, like, how much they have a say, because, because of them, they took away the kissing scene. Yeah. Between Mulan and the dude. Yeah. That definitely is, uh, that definitely is their thing. Um, yeah. Is so that that's your final take on it yeah I mean to me I, I I love watching movies and if the movie doesn't make me feel like I've just wasted my time then it's a good movie yeah and because I'm already familiar with it it doesn't I don't go out of it thinking like what was that all about you know like it doesn't require that second layer of thinking yeah um for this movie it was uh, I could have taken it or leave or left it mm-hmm. honestly the only reason I actually even wanted to watch it was because of Mulan the name yeah like you wanted to check out check it out like what's the hoo-ha is about yeah like, you just want to see it there's no way in God's green earth I'm about to pay 30 freaking dollars just to watch a C minus movie alright no way in hell would I do that. So, um, as far as watching it via um borrowing from a friend, there are error quotations there. Um, the movie was decent. The action scenes were. Oh, you were nice. um. You mentioned about wire food. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, was, I think they're was... bringing it back to older Chinese movies where you see a lot of like fighting in the air yeah but at least some of the older movies with the wire foo actually did it better this one it uh, felt a little forced it was way too forced it didn't feel natural yeah and the biggest criticism I had was when they were fighting in the corridor and Mulan is running along the wall and does a freaking knee slide on the wall. <laughs> if you're at least going to do that, jump from one wall to the next, mm-hmm. and then come around and then kick the guy in the head or something, breaking his neck. All right, make it look natural. Don't sit there and try to say, I have magnetic shoes, but I'm in <laughs> ancient China. Rawr. Don't don't do don't don't screw with me like that. Don't don't try to pull at my heartstrings when I actually appreciate good quality movie, and you just give me a half-assed like choreography fighting thing. choreography. Thing is, I I really want to say I believe the choreography was done by Donnie Yen, and if that, I don't I don't know about that. I mean, I didn't check it out. I don't know either, but if 
that was his idea. Shame on you, Donnie Yen. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely. Hey, we don't love know that you. yet. So. I said, if it's not done by you, then I apologize. Please keep up the amazing work. <laughs> Loved your work with Onimusha 3. Still by far my favorite game. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening to us banter back and forth about what we think about the Mulan movie. And like I said, I didn't want to talk about what everyone else is talking about it. You know, like trying to cancel Netflix and stuff like that. Speaking of canceling Netflix, I don't know if we're going to talk about cuties. Uh... Let's that's think a, about it. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. Let's not. Let's let's. But also speaking about Netflix, I am totally obsessed with Julian the Phantoms at the moment, because their songs are such a bop. But that aside, uh, this concludes the end of today's episode. Thanks for lis- listening in, guys. Thanks so much for your support. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. See ya. <laughs>